Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, welcome back. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. Scott Jackson with you tonight. We're here till 9. We'll talk to Ben Raby about the Capitals at 8.30. I'll ask Ben my annual Caps question with him this season, which is, what do they do a goalie, Ben? <laughs> what do they get a goalie? Who are we trading for? Did Brayden Holpe come back? Anyway, so we'll do that with Ben at 8.30. Um, today was supposed to be like some big news day, because Aaron Rodgers, for those of you that are on Instagram and those of you that aren't, that's fine as well. I mean, I'm not. I don't, I don't do the gram. Obviously, I'm much more of a TikTok kind of guy. Just kidding. Just kidding. Do Twitter, I guess. I don't really like any of it. I tolerate it. Do it because people in our business that don't do it are you know, scorned for not caring about it. And um, anyway, so yes, I did have to pay attention to this Aaron Rodgers post. I did try to read it and understand it, and I clearly didn't understand any of it because what I thought was going to come out of it did not come out of it. So Aaron Rodgers today explains what uh, he meant and why the strange, vague, middle school girl kind of post the other night. Yeah, let me just put this disclaimer out right away for the the, uh, the few people watching that are tuning in just for a specific uh, maybe news or decision. There will be no news today, no decision on, on my future. Uh, as I was texting with you yesterday, I just got out of a 12-day Panchakarma uh, look that up. Uh, I know you did after we talked, uh, <laughs> but it's a cleanse that you know originated in India. It's been going on for thousands of years, and it's something I've done in the off season. So I'm just getting my head above above the sand now and uh, seeing what's going on out there. But um, but no decision about my future today. All right, so there you go, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show and. Audio engineer, anybody? I mean, ser- I mean, seriously. I mean, can we get an audio engineer for those folks? I mean, that that show. I mean, I tried to listen to it for a while today. I mean, it's like people are talking on top of each other. The audio, and I get it. It's a video show first. They don't really care about the radio so much. But geez, Louise, fix it. I mean, FanDuel gave the guy like twenty five mil. I mean, can't they get an audio engineer in there and get that stuff straightened out? And then Rogers, I guess he's on Zoom all the time. Is that why he always sounds like crap? I mean, I, I don't really understand that part of it. But anyway, after all that, he had some cleanse, so that's why he wrote the you know open posts and stuff to his ex girlfriend, her fiance, and uh, about his teammates and the pictures of his teammates. So it's just a gratitude post, man. I'll tell you what: the more I listen to Rogers, the more I'm not sure he can pass a drug test. I'll be honest with you: this off season, Whew. what's up with the cowboy guy look too? Did you see that at the NFL awards? I mean. It's like he walked off the Yellowstone set or something. I mean, what the hell was that? Anyway, 
So no news. He did say that him and the Packers are in a great place. I still think he's a Packer or he's retired. Although I will say this. He's become very much Brett Favre. I mean, Favre was a drama queen. Oh, he drug out all the stuff. His oh, He just always needed it. And, you know, Rodgers, who lived underneath that and worked underneath that, is, you know, he's lapped his ass in this last offseason, that's for sure. So, anyway, that's that. No news. So, we all sit and wait, you know. It's like, will he come out and see a shadow in a few days? Or is it like, or is it more like when they pick another pope? Like, will the smoke signals come out of Green Bay? Like, how many puffs of you know smoke will we get? Uh, do we know when Aaron Rodgers has made his decision? Supposedly, it's we were led to believe it would be, you know, around early part of free agency or prior to free agency, excuse me. So you still have three weeks. So if you're scoring at home without a calendar in front of you, um, today's the 22nd. Today's 2-2-22. No, it's 2-22-22. Excuse me. A lot of twos, and it's on Tuesday, so that's cute. So really, uh, free agency is the 16th of March, which is uh, three weeks, three weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, th- there we go. Old Dominion math at its work at its best, right there, folks. Yes, three weeks from tomorrow. I'm here to tell you. Yeah, so that's we would imagine by then he would have a, a decision to say that yeah he's all in coming back for another season with Green Bay, or they're going to trade him. And again, going back to what we were discussing last hour, we we're talking about the aim low quarterbacks. If, you know, if you can't get the aim high guy, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Russell Wilson, what have you. Problem with aim high guys are the cost, right? The cap numbers are huge. You know, what do you do? How do you how do you make those fit? You obviously have to redo contracts. You know, some of the discourse, if you will, in Seattle about one Russell Wilson has been, hey, we were a lot better when we didn't have Russell here and had to pay him all that damn money. And that's one of the things, you know, you do here about the Seahawks. We had a better roster when Russell was making his rookie deal. We were discussing that last hour about rookie contracts and the benefits of it, and that's true. There is a huge benefit if the rookie can, in fact, play, like if he's a good rookie. If he's somebody you can win with, that's great. But if he stinks, then it really doesn't help you that much. Then you're about out chasing the quarterback again. But I think there is some benefits to that. There's no doubt. And we saw it with, with them. Um... They had to make some tough decisions. You know, now that, you know, Mahomes has been paid, you know, Josh Allen's been paid, these other guys, like, as time goes on, you know, what will that do to their cap situations with those teams? And will they be able to keep the nucleus of those squads together? You know, we'll find out. But you, you have to make some choices for sure. You do have to make some choices and some hard choices sometimes. So, that is a a bit of a uh, a bit of a you know a mystery with Rodgers still I guess I, again I, I'd be shocked if he didn't go back to the Packers frankly at this point I just don't see him leaving I mean they've done everything he's asked them to do you know they brought back broken down Randall Cobb for him he's been on the decision making they lied for him about his COVID stuff this year I mean you know they did everything he needed him to do they needed him you know he wanted him to do excuse me to make it more comfortable for him, make him feel involved. You want to go to Denver? Okay. Here's what the expectation is if you go to Denver, dude. Uh, win the Super Bowl, like, right now. 
Because that's what they expect. You know, so they got from Peyton Manning. That's what they got from John Elway. That's what the expectation would be. I mean, Green Bay, these wonderful regular seasons, obviously come up way short in the postseason. They still love you. These other places, they got no connection to you. You're a hired gun. You know, you're, you're coming in there, and it's like, all right, you're the finishing touch, wherever this place may be. They're not going to have some, you know, fuzzy, warm relationship with you for the two to three years or whatever it would be at play. And if you're Green Bay, would you want to really worry about where he wants to go? Or are you just basically like, whatever makes most sense for us, whatever we're getting back the most out of him? Definitely probably want to move him out of conference. Although, you know, I don't know what their what their expectations would be once they move on to Jordan Love at that point. The little bit we saw of him was a, was somewhat underwhelming, needless to say. But it is hard to really know until he's the guy and he's got Rogers out of the way and all that distractions out of his head. So it's hard to say. But the little bit we've seen not blowing you away where Rogers, when he got his shot, when far was still there, a few times he would get on the field. You could see it. And obviously that last year they really saw it. And that's why they were like, all right, Brett, see you buddy. This is the jumping off point. Now gots to go, buddy. We gots to go. That's why they decided to, to move him all out at that point. But I would be again, if this is after we went through the season, we went through, I, I think they bring it back one more time. Devontae Adams tagged. You're it. They still got great running backs. Still got a nucleus of really good defense. And they run it back again in hope that they don't get home field advantage <laughs> in the playoffs. You know, when they won their first Super Bowl with him, and their only Super Bowl with him, Aaron Rodgers, when they beat the Steelers in Dallas, I really I was convinced they'd be back a lot more times. He would blow all the Favre stuff out of the water there. No, kind of like Favre, he's just been st- stuck on one. At least Favre got back again. But this group has not been back again. And the fact that they have been so bad on the home field is just wild. Legendary Lambeau Field. Oh, that's my take on the Rodgers part of it. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, all this drama stuff. I mean, he's either. I think he's either... On the Packers roster, he's out of football, is my take. All right, we can take it out to the MGM National Harbor listener line, 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067, MGM National Harbor listener line. We'll take some calls coming up on that. Also, if you want to continue, we were talking about with the commanders and their quarterback quandary. Again, if you could aim high, that's great. And if you could hit high, that's wonderful. But more than likely, you're going to have to use the aim lower. The you know We're going to have to settle on this guy, quarterback, you know, shopping cart. We'd mentioned some of the players involved there, the Mitch Trubisky's, the Jimmy G's, you know, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, players like that. And if that's the case, if you're having to do that, if you're watching them, what would you like to see them do? Uh, so we'll get to calls on that as well. 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067 at MGM National Harbor. Listener line, Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan of the Odyssey app. Ben Raby talking caps with us at the bottom of the hour. Getting healthier, hopefully. And 
goalie shopping, anyone? We'll talk about that as well. Hit us up on the MGM National Harbor listener line, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. All this Aaron Rodgers um, weirdness. In the end, do you, do you really think he gets moved, or is he just either a Packer or, out of, or on the retirement front hanging out with Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, I don't think any of those guys would hang out either. But you get my point. And um, we were discussing the – Washington football commanders, excuse me, I keep doing Washington, isn't that weird? Like, that was only the temporary name, and I still can't stop saying it. Uh, the Washington football, I did it again, the commanders, there you go. The commanders quarterback situation going into next year. You know, all this aim high talk's great, and hey, be aggressive, man, just go get it. You know, I hear these Twitter tough guys telling me that they just got to do it. It's just so simple, because teams are always getting rid of really quality quarterbacks that have no baggage. Anyway... But you're gonna you're gonna do all that. You're gonna aim high, do your due diligence, yada yada yada. And you're gonna come back, and you're gonna have to probably make the decision: Is Mitch Trubisky worth it? Is Jimmy G worth it? Is you know, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater for a year? You know, Marcus Mariota, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, this is the this is the quarterback crop: Jameis Winston that is really available. You know, Wentz or Brissett, guys like that. Are they you know are these the guys that you know you would want? them to bring in and none of them would be guys outside of Garoppolo probably that you would say is a surefire the guy starter they'd have to battle it out with you know with Heineke then more than likely you would think they'd win it but you never know so that's what you're looking at if you if you're in that next rung of like shop low or aim low uh candidates who would that be we discussed it a little bit earlier uh 800-636-1067 yeah I don't again I don't think Garoppolo necessarily is a bad idea. I just I just don't think you can expect them to come in here and do it alone, clearly. I think the guy um, brought it up last hour, and it's fair. It's probably more like an Alex Smith kind of move. You know, the thing with him, though, is the durability has been a question mark, and that's a concern, no doubt about it. And I, I say with all these guys, I feel like the offense, the scheme has to change. It's got to be more mobile-friendly quarterback offenses, uh, play calling, I should say. I'm, you know, more read option, more zone read kind of stuff. I mean, more of that needs to be involved in it. You know, design quarterback runs, designed rollouts, because most of these guys have got got some wheels. Most of these guys are dual threat kind of players that we're talking about, they're going to be out there. You know, with the exception of, obviously, Jameis, is a, he's a pocket quarterback. He'll stand up there and fire away. But the other guys, they have not operated well in those situations. Clearly, that's one of the things that hurt Trubisky when he was with the Chicago Bears. Was they tried to make him a drop-back kind of guy. They tried to make him, you know, pocket Trubisky, and that wasn't who he was or who he is. So that did not work out well for them. So they've got to get a you know, that's where the creativity part of this thing gets in. And they've got to show that with whoever whoever this new quarterback is, if he is a dual threat quarterback, you gotta allow them to do that. We're talking about Malik Willis earlier, and one of the callers brought him up, and you know, some of the comps that have come out lately, and you know, who knows? Like every everybody has these extremes, right? But one of them that obviously got people excited was the Josh Allen comp, right? Because Josh Allen, he was a guy who was not very accurate in college. You know, had some raw skills. 
but had a huge arm, could run, still can. That's where you're talking about Malik Willis. Malik Willis obviously, you know, had some of his worst games this year when they played better competition, but he's not playing with, you know, he's not playing with the same talent level as Mississippi and these other schools that he was playing against either. So you always like try to comp it out. Well, did he, you know, did he raise his teammates level play? And, and, you know, when you're looking at guys who are at smaller schools or schools that aren't loaded with a bunch of first or even not even first, just other NFL players, NFL caliber players on the roster. That's always the, the tough uh, comp there. I mean, remember this guy was, he was going to Auburn, right? I mean, so he was at Auburn, you know, <laughs> that's, that's where he was. You know, so he was good enough to be there at one point in his life. And the talent's obvious. It's just, you know, can you coach and can you get him in the right kind of system that'll work for you? I mean, he was, he was the quarterback at Auburn, for goodness sakes, prior to moving to Liberty. So keep that in mind as well. Let's get to Pat in uh, Southern Maryland. Pat, you're with us here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. How you doing? Hi, Scott. How you doing tonight, bud? Good, man. Hey, uh, yeah, I, 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 I kind of like Tyrod Taylor. You know, I think he's a proven uh, veteran. Go ahead and get him and uh, draft either Pickett or uh, Willis uh, and, and go from there because I'm tired of starting over every year. Every year we had the same conversation and yeah. then go out in free agency and get yourself a try to get a stud receiver and then I think I think we could we could do something with that and uh all right man have a good evening thanks all right you too thanks for the call appreciate it yeah you know Tyrod Taylor again he's just he's had the crappiest luck I mean the guy gets literally like they give him a shot prior to kickoff two seasons ago with the Chargers and they you know they puncture the man's lung I mean <laughs> can't make this crap up I mean it's ridiculous. But no, I think he's he's been fine when he's given given the opportunity to play. They actually like the way he played for the Texans this year. But again, they wanted to go, you know, play Davis Mills. It's like always been his thing, like wherever he is. You know, when he's in Cleveland, it was, you know, that was the time with uh you know, with I guess it was Mayfield, you know, Buffalo was you know, they moved on from him. Was that Josh Allen? Yeah, I think that was. So I mean, he's just always had you know, some he had some stretches. He had three years in Buffalo where he was pretty damn. You know, he had some pretty good seasons. But now, I, you know, you, he's the kind of guy you could definitely draft behind. There's no question, and it's not gonna it's not gonna throw him off if you have him in here. But but again, I think a kind of player that you would have to kind of change your offensive philosophy with in terms of what you're doing with your quarterback. I think you got to move your quarterback a little bit more, do some design things, get, you know, use that mobility that he has, even though, you know, he's not a kid anymore. And you always think of him as being younger, but now what is he? 33. He'll be going, I think he's 32 or 33 going into the season. But I, I feel the same way really with all the guys that are free agents that you could still draft behind them. And it, I'm amazed. I mean, we're, we're still, what, two months out from the draft. But you're still seeing these mocks stick really hard with none of these quarterbacks going in the top ten, which doesn't happen often, if ever. I mean, it, it usually that by now, like, you'll start hearing 
Oh no no no! They love and maybe this maybe the tide changes here in a few weeks after the combine. But there's always this. Oh yeah, nah, we don't like this class. Blah blah blah. And then suddenly everybody's in love with them, or at least one or two guys. You know, somebody moves hot, and some team says they really like him, and then others go, "Okay, I feel comfortable leaking that out now too." And things change, but but so far these. People that mock these drafts, if you will, the big national mockers have all pretty steadfast and these quarterbacks not going in the top 10. Some even, you know, as late as the teens. I think today the one Daniel Jeremiah did for NFL.com, you know, didn't have any of the quarterbacks going in the, you know, in the top 15, which is crazy. I mean, he's got quarterbacks way down. So that's... Whether that holds to be true, we shall see. I mean, there's just so many teams that are in need. You know, they're shopping for them, including two teams that are in the playoffs in Pittsburgh and obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But yeah, the earliest quarterback in Jeremiah's, maybe Pickett at 18, which seems crazy. Then Malik Willis at 20. That just seems wild, right? 18 and 20, if it played out that way. It would be hard to imagine, unless, of course, Washington nails it in free agency or trade, that they would let those guys fly by them if they haven't, again, taken care of it prior. He's got them taking Kenyon Green, taking the commander, taking Kenyon Green at 11, who's a guard. Jake Gruden would love that. All right, Ben Raby's going to join us straight ahead. We'll get into some capitals. Are they getting healthy enough? Who's going to be the goaltender in the postseason? We'll get to that straight ahead with Ben Raby, Capitals radio host, Joins us next year on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan of the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and the Odyssey app. Scott Jackson with your pleasure to bring in Capitals radio host Ben Raby. You probably haven't heard Ben in a while because, well, the Capitals haven't played forever. What's going on, Ben? Good, Scott. How are you? What is this, like an all-star break for you? And what, what, what in the world is going on? Um, I, is this built in, obviously, like last year for the NHL? Every team gets one of these big gaps to kind of recharge the batteries? No. So the, the short explanation is they were supposed to have, you know, two and a half, three weeks off, right, for the Olympic break. And right, then so the Olympic break that, right? got wiped out when right. the league participation in the Olympics got wiped out. And the thought was that during that window, they would make up games that were postponed earlier this year for COVID related reasons. And some teams, you know, mostly the Canadian teams, some teams missed as many as, you know, double digit games were postponed and other teams like the Capitals only had a handful of games that were postponed. They've sprinkled them in over the past few weeks, but ultimately, uh, you know, there weren't necessarily enough games, if you will, to to fill that much time. So a number of teams, the Capitals among them, and there are others, have had a a little bit of a lengthy breather over these past uh, few weeks sprinkled in there as well, if you follow. Okay. Well, hopefully that's good news. Uh, In the end, we'll we'll say, well, that break really helped them because they're back at it Thursday night when they play the Rangers. Now, yesterday, Peter Laviolette was like, great. We almost had, you know, for the first time all season, we got our full lineup back at practice. So there's still some guys on the mend. Is this team, do you think they are finally rounding into a a healthy squad to make this uh, stretch run? They're getting closer. Uh, And you're right. Uh, Earlier this week, yesterday was the first time they've had 
you know, the quote-unquote optimal, you know, lineup, you know, albeit, you know, Anthony Mantha was still wearing a non-contact jersey, wasn't a full participant in every team, but this is as close as they've been to, to healthy at any point this year, and, you know, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, you know, we'll wait to see if as soon as Thursday night we get a return from injured reserve for TJ Oshie, for example. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Mantha is more of a long-term ailment uh, with the shoulder surgery he underwent earlier this year. But they're getting closer, so so that's an encouraging sign, and it's certainly a big difference as compared to, especially, you know, if you think back to, to late November, early December, uh, just how severely shorthanded at times uh, this Capitals bunch was. Well, they obviously got a really big win um, just last week when they when they needed it against the Flyers. That was an important win because, I mean, things were getting a little dicey here for the Caps for a while. I mean, those two straight wins, it seemed to give them a little bit of oxygen. I mean, I, I guess we'll figure it out when they play on Thursday if, if the time off was good or bad. Maybe they should have kept playing because they, they did have two quality wins back-to-back at that point. Yeah, especially uh, a week ago tonight, and feels like eons ago at this point, but they, they did have a good road win in Nashville, a 4-1 win going back uh, a week ago. And then, yeah, they followed it up uh, with a win against, albeit a struggling Philadelphia Flyers bunch. But looking forward to, to this Thursday uh, against the Rangers. Uh, New York Rangers team, the Capitals, uh, actually haven't seen since opening night uh, way back in mid-October. And a Rangers team that's uh, right ahead of them. They're third place in the Metropolitan Division. So it's a, it's a game with certainly significance as far as the divisional standings are concerned. And, uh, you know, that's a very good New York Rangers team that's, that's trending upwards, big picture, and they'll be a threat for, for years to come. And, yeah, good, uh, good challenge coming up here Thursday to see if uh, any of that momentum built last week with the two-game winning streak does, in fact, carry over. All right. I feel like I've been asking this since November. Um <laughs> The goaltending situation, um, we have now less than a month. You know, <laughs> yesterday was the month till uh, the trade deadline. Is this something that is going to happen, has to happen, or <laughs> or is it is a coin toss? How do, how do you see it right now? Well, I, I still don't think they have the answer just yet in-house. Uh, I think it's been encouraging. Yeah. You know, last week, Ilya Samsonov played well, but... But that's been the story, Scott, whether it's Samsonov or Vanacek. That's been the story all year, that at any given point in the season, any week, you could take a snapshot on any given Friday and say, boy, Vanacek looked really good the past week. Maybe, maybe there's something there. Or, boy, Ilya Samsonov has played you know, really well the past three starts he's had. Maybe there's something there. And then the following week, you know, you're singing a different tune, and, and, and that's been the issue, the, the consistency or, or the lack thereof. So, look, right now, and granted, they will have gone a week between games, but, you know, maybe Ilya Samsonov has been building something in the positive direction. But until we see it, you know, not just two starts in a row, but until we see one of the goaltenders go, you know, six out of seven, seven out of eight, you know, that type of sample size and do it, sustain it, over multiple weeks against multiple opponents, home games, road games, you know, you get that significant sample size. Until we see that, no, I still think it's a it's a very realistic possibility that they at least look into their options ahead of the trade deadline, which, lo and behold, is suddenly now uh, less than a month away, March 21st. So, no, I think it's still a valid conversation, and my, my gut is that it will remain a valid conversation uh, leading right up to March 21. All right, we're here with Ben Raby, the Capitals radio host, uh, with us here on 106.7 The Fan of the Odyssey app on Overtime. 
All right, what what other areas may they try to look to uh, help themselves in before the deadline as well? Is there is there anything else, or is it just goalie you think would be the only move they would make? Well, it's funny. We're talking about them getting healthier, and, and especially with yeah. some key forwards and T.J. Oshie and Anthony Mantha. I, I still think there might be an appetite to add some, some secondary scoring. Um, you know, maybe not necessarily a household name, and keep in mind they're, they're fairly up against it when it comes to the salary cap. But if there is a, a depth forward and you think back to the, the run of 2018 and, you know, the scoring they were getting on a third line, for example, with Lars Eller centering primarily Andre Burakovsky and Brett Connolly, and you had Devontae Smith-Pelly chipping in as he did that spring, uh, you need that come springtime. And, and I think there is an appetite for a little bit more secondary scoring. They've leaned very heavily this season, the Capitals have, primarily on Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and Wilson, and they've done a lot of heavy lifting. And I think really actually, you know, going back to that, albeit modest two-game winning streak from last week, I think one of the encouraging signs there uh, was you were getting some secondary scoring, the Nick Dowd line, the Garnet Hathaways, you know, a little bit lower down the depth yeah. chart. But guys who, you know, if they're chipping in offensively, that's a very good sign. And, you know, we'll see what the, the long-term future is here. But in all seriousness, Joe Snively, the local kid, it's a great story. He's the local kid. But at the same time, he's been contributing. He has four goals in his last handful of games, Joe Snively does. Uh, that's been a welcome boost. Again, not sure how necessarily sustainable or what the long-term uh, look there is. But, you know, for a guy who's, you know, recalled a few weeks ago from AHL Hershey, uh, that, that's been good to see. But uh, to answer your question, I think still – if there is potentially, um, you know, some offensive punch that could be added lower down the depth chart, I think there might be an appetite there. And while the blue line has been very solid, and, and I think that's a solid area on this roster, uh, you look at Brian McClellan's track record over the past, you know, seven years or so that he's been GM, um, you know, even if it's a depth piece at the deadline, he hasn't shied away from, from bolstering the blue line. That, that's certainly been a, a pattern, we've, you know, that's hard to miss over the past few years. Yeah, no question about it. They've, they've not been shy. We're here with uh, Ben Raby, Capitals radio host, talking about uh, the Caps, who will be back at it on Thursday, taking on the New York Rangers after a little time off uh, here on 106.7 The Fan Overtime. Uh, Scott Jackson with you here on the Odyssey app as well. You know, you mentioned Ovechkin, and somebody was asking me the other day, you know, like just if I had a guess, do I think he can catch Wayne Gretzky? And I said, well, you know, is healthy. he's just got to be healthy, uh, and, and the desire's got to be there, and we, we've seen that. Uh, is certainly still there, you know, for him, and, and he wants to play, and he's playing at a high level. It's just you just never know. Obviously, when players get to be a certain age, when things could suddenly change the other direction. But but as you look at it, you handicap it. Do you feel like that is still very much in play uh, for him? And and you know, I mean, have you gone to uh, the the trouble of doing the math on when <laughs> when do you think it would be, be realistic to happen? Yeah, I haven't gone as far as doing the math, but, uh, you, you know, I have thought about that. I've been asked about it, you know, quite a bit, as you can imagine. But, uh, yeah, my, my, my gut tells me that, yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a real possibility, certainly. And, 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 and real quick, Scott, two, two times or two areas that I kind of highlight in terms of why I think that might be the case. One was this past off season when he signed a five-year extension. Yes, and the antenna me, went up a little bit there. Yep, that's, yep. That's a good. That's a good amount of runway. And when yeah, he signed is. a five-year extension, I'll be honest. I didn't think he was getting five years. I just, you know, thought to myself, and Nick Backstrom recently signed an extension. He had four years remaining. I mm-hmm. actually thought the two of them were going to line up. Maybe you give Ovechkin a four-year extension. When that fifth year was added, 
And if you assume a full season, another 82-game campaign, yep. that's that, again, that sample size to work with, that runway, that grows, and, and that's significant. And the other thing to me, and you look at this year as an example, he's producing at even strength. And the power play goals for Ovechkin have seemingly always been there. I know this year the power play as a whole for the team has been down, but Ovechkin continues right. to produce. But if he's producing, Scott, at even strength, which he is this year among the league leaders in even strength goals, if he's scoring goals in the manner that he is, as he is this year, using the wheels, you know, gaining speed through the neutral zone, you know, doing things that a younger Ovechkin used to do in terms of creating offense, creating those goal-scoring opportunities. If he's still doing that now, he's not a one-trick pony. It's not just the one-timer on the power play from the left face-off circle. If he could continue to produce at even strength, absolutely, 894 will be within a shot. Yeah, I mean, what is he at? 761 right now? 761, is that right? Correct. 31 on the year, 761, yeah. yes. Yeah, so I mean, it's not that crazy when you, especially when you say, like you said, the five-year extension. You put it in there, and what is he thirty-six right now? I mean, and as you mm-hmm. said, he looks like doesn't look like there's a, a real slowdown. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, certainly something to look at. And again, you just you just hope he can stay healthy. He has been very very durable throughout his career. Uh, one of the really impressive parts of him, and it's not like it's because he's playing careful out there. <laughs> yeah, no, as, as, you're absolutely right. As, as Barry Trotz used to say, those are not quiet minutes. No, that, that never, Alex never quiet. Plays. He's, he's not hanging around the periphery. There's no question. And, and, and real quick, a follow-up, Scott, even, even if he comes up short, okay, let's say I'm just throwing out a number yeah. like whatever, but let, let's say 855 is what he ends up with. And I think it will be high. I just finished saying I think he's going to pass yeah. 894. But if, if he comes sure. up short, the fact it's even a conversation like we're having a realistic conversation. Yeah. This is not. This isn't out of left field. You know, talk radio fire right. here. This is a legitimate, no. legitimate no. conversation. It will be a legitimate watch. It will be a legitimate chase. And I think just that in itself is is so noteworthy and and quite an accomplishment. No doubt, uh, it has been uh, fun to watch. And again, you know the impact on hockey in this area since uh, the grade eight. Uh, tight at the skates has been incredible, too. The boon is, is out, of, out of control. Well, hey, uh, Ben, thank you as always, man. Enjoy your one more – I guess you get one more night off tomorrow night and then back at it uh, with uh, your man uh, Mike Callow. So good luck with that. Yeah, and hey, looking forward to having John Walton back on the call after his That's right. with NBC Sports over the Olympics. So That's th- right. there was no Olympic break for the league, but – John managed to uh, finagle his way, and in all seriousness, he did a bang-up job with NBC, and we look <laughs> forward to having him back as well. So, yes, awesome. we do look forward. All right. all right, very good. We'll listen to it coming up on Thursday night. We're here on 106.7 The Fan. Thanks, Ben. Take care, man. Appreciate right. you joining us. Thank you. Always enjoy your insights. All right, Ben Raby, always fun talking with him about the Capitals. And, yeah, I mean, I think a year, two years ago, if you'd have said the Gretzky thing, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, that seems like so far out of you know, it's just so far down the road. Now, I mean, 133 goals, not that crazy. Not that crazy. And still a good 30 games left in this season. He can still have 20 more this year. He close to 50 this year, potentially. All right. The Caps may need him to, too. All right. Coming up, uh, some final thoughts before we call tonight here on Overtime. Scott Jackson with you here. 106.7, the fan of the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. Overtime here at 106.7 The Fan. 
Scott Jackson with you for a few more minutes before we say goodnight. I think Tech Talk Live will be coming up next. Delayed, though. <laughs> Tech Talk Live. It was live at one point, but not for you. But anyhow, you get the point. It's coming up next. By the way, it, forgot to mention this earlier, the Juwan Howard suspension. You know, Phil Martelli ain't no chump. Uh, the former St. Joe's coach, who is the assistant that will now take over. Um, and become, you know, the interim coach of these next five games for the regular season. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see if he, uh, how he does. Because, I mean, he had a very good career, St. Joe's, and, you know, things haven't exactly just taken off after he was ousted there either. So, it'd be interesting to see how Phil Martelli uh, will handle the rest of the season for the Michigan Wolverines. And the idea of getting rid of handshake lines is idiotic, by the way. It's just ridiculous. And, and I, I get it, you know. I used to have to do one of these all the time, you know, every single day of my life. Um, like some of these guys are, and you're just looking for something to talk about. But it's just, it's kind of silly. I, Vital put it out, and I was like, just stop. Yes. <laughs> Layup lines are, are a night in the sport and nothing happens. I mean, come on. I'm sure there's a lot of coaches that would like to punch some people in the face, you know, or push a guy in the head or whatever the hell you want to call it, what you want Howard did to somebody, but they don't, you know, they just keep moving. Uh, but it's, it is kind of interesting how uh, that kind of got some legs to the point where, you know, Tom Izzo is making jokes today about it. Meanwhile, his team's getting their ass handed to him by Iowa by 30 points. They're getting destroyed right now by Iowa. As we speak, so that uh, that little fun-loving Tom Izzo you saw the other day in the pregame probably not going to be the same guy you see uh, tonight after this game as they have just gotten destroyed on the road in the Big Ten. By the way, that Iowa the Hawkeye head it feels like it's getting bigger. Like every time I look at this, every time it just seems a lot larger. Uh, than before. All right, one real quick NFL story to get to before we get out of here. This Brian Flores um, piece of news that came out on HBO's Real Sports with uh, Brian Gumble, which is, by the way, still the best sports show on TV. It's fantastic. I watch stuff about things I don't care about, like you know, like Himalayan climbs and stuff like that. But anyway, Brian Flores was asked to sign a separation agreement that would have obviously not allowed him to say anything about the Dolphins situation, about his owner potentially bribing him into losing games. But he decided not to sign it because he wanted to tell a story. And obviously he now has this lawsuit as well. It was a two-year non-disparagement agreement contract. Would have paid him millions of dollars, and he chose not to sign it. Now, I'm sure his agent was probably like, are you crazy? <laughs> what are you, nuts? It's an NDA to sign it, man. Let's get to take the money and go ahead and then talk off the record about him. Like, you know, companies have these things. Like, you don't even get money for it. Just like, here, we're both signing this. We're going to say nice things about you. And if somebody tries to hire you, what have you. And then, in some cases, they still talk some trash, right? Which is unbelievable. But they do this, and they're supposed to, you know, hold up their end of the bargain. But it doesn't always happen. And in this case, he was actually going to get paid for the non-disclosure agreement. And the Dolphins, 
are calling it false, and they sent out some screenshots today. I don't know. It's 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 wild that uh, they're saying this stuff back and forth still. Eventually, eventually they're gonna they're gonna sort it out in the courts. Stephen Ross could be in a lot of trouble if there are witnesses like they say they are. All right, thanks to Ben Raby. Uh, also, thanks to Chris Miles for joining us as well. Donald Hankerson for producing it. Scott Jackson, thanks so long. Till next time here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan and the Odyssey app. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.